I'm strong to the finish because I eats me spinach, is one of Popeye the Sailor Man's favorite quotes. Wrong, says Italian environmental journalist Andre Bertaglio. He says Popeye helped create the perception that all you need are veggies to live a healthy life. It seems the whole world has suddenly decided not to eat meat, says Bertaglio. He says, but have you ever wondered why? Well, he did, and so he set out to find out the answer. Namely, he discovered that the editorial world, when it comes to diet, nutrition, and health, is much more interested in selling papers and garnering ad revenue than in the truth. In Bertaglio's book, In Defense of Meat, he points out not only is spinach not the best source of iron, meat is, and it's not just iron that vegetables don't deliver on the way meat does. Bertaglio says meat provides the body with significant quantities of essential micronutrients such as iron, zinc, selenium, and B vitamins in an easily digestible form. Bertaglio says some vegetables may contain vitamins and minerals in greater quantities than in meat, but in reality the human body isn't capable of assimilating or can only assimilate a very low percentage of, of them. In fact, plant nutrients are trapped in an insoluble and indigestible matrix of fibers that make them difficult to absorb and use. Vegetables also contain anti-nutritional factors such as phytic acid, which binds minerals, making them less available to our body. So yes, the nutrients in the vegetables are there, but they're not as easily usable. I invited André Brutaglia to join me for a conversation that matters about eating a balanced diet that includes meat and vegetables. André, thank you for joining me. Welcome to our show. You're coming to us from Germany at the moment. Um, tell me, why did you write this book in defense of meat? Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. I'm very honored to be with you guys. And uh, well, I have... Uh, many reasons which uh, took me to, to, to write this book, but uh, uh, the main one is that uh, it's connected to what you were talking about, about the, the nutritional part, because uh, I'm an environmental journalist and uh, uh, I care about environment and sustainability. So, of course, the meat impact uh, on the environment is important. But when I spoke, when I had the chance to interview uh, a pediatrician, the head of, uh, of pediatrician of uh, an hospital in, uh, in northern Italy, because I'm from Italy, I'm in Germany right now, but I'm from Italy. Um, well, she told me things that uh, touched me very much as a father of two small children. So uh, the fact that uh, after 40 years of uh, career, she was finding uh, in her hospital children with uh, major diseases connected to a, a, a vegan diet improvised by the parents just because these uh, parents uh, have seen some videos on YouTube or read a post on a blog and so on. Uh, well, it touched me a lot. It made me feel uh, a big responsibility as a, as a communicator and uh, took me to take a stand strangely in defense of meat, which is something you don't find very often among people dealing with environment. Well, I know when you say strangely, I, I have to ask when you first started to, you know, go down this path, were you 
double checking to make sure that where you were going uh, was accurate because you must have initially gone, yeah, this just does not fit with what I believe to be the truth. Absolutely. I took for granted for uh, years, like many people and many colleagues, that uh, meat uh, production was the was evil, that livestock was uh, only uh, a problem for the climate and the environment. Uh, and I wrote, I have to admit, a couple of articles uh, taking for granted these facts, which were not facts. And I had the chance to realize that because I... Uh, I started to collaborate with a project in Italy called, uh, in English, the Sustainable Meat Project, which gave me access uh, to many informations about uh, the livestock sector. And I figured out that uh, many things uh, are, are not known, first of all, and that the, the importance of livestock, of, of livestock farming and of meat production uh, for the environment is huge. It's uh, it's, it, I mean, livestock is also important for the environment, and people, particularly in the, in the West, don't know it. Really? Like, you know, I had uh, the former president of a university in here, and I was telling him that I had been doing some research about the role that cattle play uh, in the environment, and he w he was not willing to accept that there would be a positive uh, potential uh, benefit to having livestock or, or cattle, uh, you must have come up against a tremendous amount of resistance to that idea. Well, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I met, I met as well these kind of experts who are often academics and people very aware of their knowledge. The point is that their knowledge is uh, stuck on the books or in their offices. And they had to deal with people telling me that it's not necessary to visit a farm to know how a farm is working or their impact, because I was recommending them to speak with farmers and to deepen the subject on the field, literally. Um, and yes, I had a tremendous resistance. Uh, first of all, I lost uh, hundreds, probably thousands of followers on the social media uh, after I wrote this book. Uh, I got, uh, uh, well, some threat or many, you know, these typical messages wishing, wishing you death and, and cancer and so on and so forth. This, sad, uh, sad reactions. And uh, yes, had uh, um, resistance all, also from the publishing world, because uh, it took me quite a while to find a publisher uh, willing to, to publish this book, particularly uh, a couple of years ago when it's been released in Italy, because I've been told expi explicitly at this moment, at this uh, in this period, these topics are not trendy and they're not selling. So it was scary because they were going to, as they did, publish only vegan-friendly publications, which were, which is giving a lot of uh, uh, of reasons to think about also of the media in general. I would say. Let's talk about. Uh, cattle and their relationship to the environment first and then we'll talk about the meat that is the byproduct of those animals and and how it interacts with our body what did you learn about the role that cattle play in the biogas life cycle um, you know the sequestering of carbon into grasses the animals eat them how important those grasses are in the whole carbon cycle and and how without those large grazing ruminants uh, those grasslands may not survive. Exactly. Uh, I've learned uh, and uh, 
uh, even uh, if uh, you already interviewed uh, experts like uh, Professor Mitlerner or Professor Allen, uh, and I recommend your uh, audience to, to watch those videos, uh, and they can explain it much better than myself, but uh, through these experts, let's say, uh, I could learn that uh, grazing animals and livestock in general are important also uh, in terms of uh, uh, global cooling. So the fact that uh, uh, ruminants in particular are eating a gra the grass uh, is true. They emit methane, which is a strong uh, greenhouse gas. The point is that uh, this gas is staying in the atmosphere around 10 years instead of 1,000 years like the, the CO2. And then converted in CO2 is coming back through the photosynthesis to the plants that uh, these uh, animals are eating. So it's a cycle. Uh, while the, uh, the CO2 produced by burning fossil fuels is just uh, going from underground to our atmosphere. So it's not the same thing. It's one of the, the reasons for which comparing the emissions of livestock and the emissions of uh, uh, traffic or uh, so transportations or, uh, or energy production is senseless. So it's not the same thing. We're not talking about the same thing. On top, uh, uh, animals, I mean, farm animals are eating 86% of non-edible uh, vegetables. So another, uh, it takes me to it takes me to 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 remind uh, the audience that uh, we are constantly hearing that uh, we could convert uh, all this land uh, on which. Uh, animals are, are raised to produce veget vegetables. It's not true. It's not possible. Simply because three quarters of the lands uh, on, on the earth are not, uh, uh, are not good for agriculture. So it's, it's, it's a series of myths uh, that I wanted to contribute to, to dismantle, to question. So you do this research, it must have been uh, eye-opening to you because, as you say, your commitment is to the environment. You know, uh, you know, as you pointed out, when we burn a fossil fuel, we're taking a carbon that's been sequestered underground and we're putting it back into the atmosphere from whence it came maybe millions of years ago. Um, with livestock, it's of course, it's a different cycle. But this still must have been challenging for you because I know how important environmental protection is to you. Yes. Uh, let's say that uh, environment is a part of my concern. Let's, let's talk about sustainability. So environment is just a piece of the whole picture. Is, uh, uh, we, we need also to take to, to care of uh, uh, economics, of society, of culture. Uh, traditions. I mean, uh, livestock and, and meat production is not only about uh, raising animals and eating meat. It's about uh, centuries of uh, uh, of development. It's about uh, uh, traditions. As I said, in Italy, on top food is very important, and uh, it has also a huge cultural importance. It's about economics because these people are struggling to survive nowadays, I mean, farmers. Uh, it's about uh, uh, many, many other things. Uh, it's uh, uh, the fact to uh, protect uh, the environment then is also uh, uh, an economical and a social uh, matter.
So what did you learn about animal husbandry then? Because you can't help but at times go, okay, well, we're raising these animals, in essence, just to kill them so that we can eat them. And do we treat them well? Do farmers actually really have a passion for and a love for these animals that are also their uh, economic lifeblood? In most cases, yes, because uh, we watched uh, we, all these, these videos uh, of farms in which uh, some sadic, crazy person is uh, mistreating an animal, but that's not the reality. That's not. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, it's something making these the people sharing these uh, these videos, spreading these videos, making onion audience or get donations because, of course, uh, it, 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 I, I don't know if in English is is correct, but uh, it's uh, uh, louder. Uh, a tree falling than a forest growing so of course they take what is not working well and they spread the message that all the sector is like that but no it's not true because it doesn't make any sense a farmer is living for his animal because these animals are his uh, life because when you're a farmer you don't have sundays you don't have christmas you don't have i mean you, you need to take care of your animals 24 7 and these animals are his or her uh, source of income and when you don't treat well an animal the products are not are not having a good quality so the vast majority of farmers are treating well their animals and they've seen them i've seen people and they help people with uh, with my own two hands uh, in uh, in giving birth to a to a calf in the middle of the night it was a, a family moment there is a big respect behind this uh, this this job since ever in every culture on top nowadays in Europe at least but also in North America I, I see they it's getting much forward there is a rigid very rigid leg legislation about animal welfare you can get penalties up to 60,000 euros if you don't treat well animals on top in Italy it's also you can go to jail so it's uh, you have many many reasons to treat well your animals and uh, but the message we constantly hear is that uh, farmers are a bunch of sadic people beating up cows and pigs. It's not true. No. <laughs> yeah. So you talked about the fact that uh, you know cattle uh, consume an enormous amount of vegetation that we cannot, and then they bioconvert it into an easily acceptable uh, and accessible protein that we can consume. Part of the argument, though, is no, the consumption of too much red meat is bad for you and that it causes cancer. What did you find? Well, the common sense uh, of our uh, uh, grandparents is saying that everything that you eat or you do in excess is bad for, the, for your health and it is bad in general. So uh, meat, like everything else, uh, must be eaten in moderate uh, amounts. So uh, the the nutritional guidelines uh, in uh, in Italy, in Europe, are speaking of 550 grams per week. So we're speaking of eating meat a couple of times per day. So yes, often, maybe in North America even more, we are tending or somebody is tending to eat too much meat, even if we need to consider the real consumption and not the apparent apparent consumption, because we take. Uh, always in consideration the estimation on the carcass of the animals. So we constantly hear that we eat uh, 100 kilos 
uh, or pounds uh, of meat per year, but it's not like that because we don't eat the entire animal. Anyway, this is another subject. Um, so yes, it's uh, meat must be eaten uh, consciously. So it must be part uh, of uh, a, a, a complete diet. So I'm not going to say eat meat every day. I'm not going to say with this book, meat is not impacting the environment uh, to be produced. I'm just saying uh, pay attention because uh, we, we just uh, don't know that, as you say, the, the such uh, uh, a huge amount of vegetables that we could not eat at all are converted in a very noble protein, uh, so in very uh, valuable food. Well, it's that protein that matters. Over the course of a day and a number of days, as we're moving around, our bodies start to break down and we lose, uh, you know, that protein that forms our muscles and, uh, you know, the structure of our bodies. And they said we need to replace it. And the source of replacing that was an animal byproduct. Now, <laughs> they also said you only need a piece about that big. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a massive steak that you might get in a restaurant, especially in the United States. But... You need you needed to have access to that animal protein. Absolutely yes, particularly for some uh, category of people. I unfortunately I had to hear um, elderly people uh, with uh, medical doctors telling them to reduce meat, which is the worst thing to do because when you are getting old, you tend to lose your uh, muscle mass, and and meat is the only one. Uh, helping you to avoid it, or pregnant, uh, pregnant women, uh, or uh, teenagers, or, or people practicing sport or physical activity. Uh, for everybody, meat is necessary in in in, uh, in appropriate amounts, as we said. But uh, elderly people, uh, young people, and so on are are, are in a even bigger need of meat. And uh, yes, not necessarily a stake of. Uh, uh, 16 ounces, but uh, but uh, but uh, but proper amounts. And uh, again, this uh, very interested, uh, marketing-driven veg propaganda—let's call it like that—is taking many people with the excuse of the climate protection to cut out meat, maybe in periods of their life in which they should even not think of that. I feel it's important to touch on the role that. Uh, meat and our ability to actually cook meat, what role that played in the development of the human brain over the last 100,000 years or so. Uh, it's our ability to break down those proteins and by cooking it has really played a, a very, very large part in the development of the prefrontal cortex. Yeah, absolutely. We are what we are. We are the human beings that we are now because of meat. We can say that uh, without any doubt. I know that. Uh, uh, there, are, there are people uh, uh, willing to, uh, to, to take uh, uh, human evolution and to, to rewrite it from scratch, but uh, we are like that thanks to meat because of uh, uh, physical reasons. So the, the effect of proteins and of all the micronutrients uh, of meat uh, on our brain, which could develop uh, thanks to these micronutrients. And again, also socially, we could... Uh, uh, become uh, uh, farmers, so develop agriculture and, and livestock farming uh, after we started to uh, 
to, to raise animal, but that was uh, the next step. Before we were hunting, and the fact of hunting uh, allowed a human being to organize uh, the first way of uh, communication, uh, the first uh, uh, kind of uh, of, uh, of communities, so of societies, and that's uh, that's uh, it's a lot. It's again about uh, our uh, human uh mental development but also about uh, what we are now i i don't want somebody to walk away from this going okay so you're saying i should move to a, a, a you know a, a greater uh, consumption of meat and cut back on veggies i i don't know that we want to send that message because i think as you pointed out having a balanced diet is fundamentally important because there are minerals and micronutrients that are in the vegetables that are also extremely beneficial to our bodies. As, a, as Italian, uh, I am naturally uh, promoting the Mediterranean diet. The Mediterranean, if you follow the Mediterranean diet, you eat something like uh, 15 times more fruits and vegetables than meat. And it's fine like that. Absolutely. So uh, the warning is only pay attention to uh, cut out completely meat from your diet. Uh, because that's not uh, sustainable for your body. It's not sustainable. It's not better for the climate. It's not better for the environment. It's just a big lie with big interest behind, and uh, uh, it's taking people to make choices very dangerous for themselves and the environment, and, uh, the environment and their children. Sometimes, as I said, um, so let's get back to a rational approach with food. I understand that many people need particularly nowadays, uh, something to believe in. And I understand that uh, uh, the veganism, I have nothing against veganism, but uh, it's, it's, the, it's what is collecting all, uh, uh, all these uh, concerns because it's taking the climate, animals, health, everything is, is, uh, is appealing right now, putting them together. We don't talk big interest behind, I repeat it. And, uh, going around to say as, a, as, a, as an ideology that you can save the world and it's better for your health if you cut out the meat. It's not true. Let's get back to, as I say, the, a rational approach. Approach. Let's discuss with people really knowing these topics and not that we need to follow actors or, or influencers who, ne who have never seen uh, a farm in their life and they're telling me what I have to eat uh, they are telling me how livestock is working. Let's go to talk to farmers, to experts, to nutritionists, to agronomists, as I did to write this uh, short book, because we need, it's an important, it's a, it's a, it's a topic that matters, and we need to, uh, to, to, to get back on track before we make uh, damages bigger than we are expecting at the moment. Andre, thank you very much for joining me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. See you next time.